Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. We are glad that you are with us as we get started. A friendly reminder that nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official statement of doctrine or belief of any particular school, church, or calling body. We are not affiliated with any particular school, church, or calling body, and that everything we say here is simply the belief or opinion of the man who states it and nothing more. Let's get started with the show. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Sweet. All right, welcome. We, uh, welcome. Oh boy. What do I? I don't know what I usually. There's usually a conversation going on already. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's okay. So happy Friday. <laughs> it is Friday. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, we got two guests today. Uh, we got Juan Escobar and remember your, remind me your last name, Connor. Connor Herder. Herder. Okay, mm-hmm. I keep thinking harder. No. Because I need some hardest growing up. Herder. Nope, Herder. Right. Yep. That's a good German name, huh? Very German. Yep. All right. On my, da- on my grandpa's side. Awesome. So tell me a little about yourself, Juan. First of all, who are you? What do you do? What are you doing here? Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in Bogota, Colombia, which is in South America. Uh, I moved to the U.S. when I was 12. I went to Divine Savior Academy, uh, which is a Wells High School. And then I decided to come to Martin Luther College, and now I'm starting to become a Wolf pastor. That's awesome. Why MLC? Why why being a pastor? Uh, well, at first I wanted to become a doctor, but then I realized that I'm terrible with blood. <laughs> and then I wanted to become a, a lawyer. And for a really long time, that was like my the career that I wanted to do. But then I fell in love with Jesus during my sophomore year. Like my pastors were like a huge influence in my life. And uh, I, addressed, I addressed my passions a little bit better and realized that I wanted to become a pastor. It's awesome. Did you come to uh, to America to go to Divine Savior, or did your like did your family come over? Or? Yeah. So like back uh, in Colombia, I was really into basketball, and uh, the academy that I played for took us on a trip to the DSA because they hold like a summer camp, a basketball summer camp. And there, they saw that I was pretty good, and they asked me if I wanted to take like the exam to attend the the high school to become a student there. And I passed it, and my mom and I thought that it was a really good idea, so we decided to take our chance, and we came. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you're a baller, huh? Well, I was. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, glad to have you, man. And Connor, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Who are you? So I come from a little town near Ann Arbor, Michigan, so down by the U of M. It's called Pinckney. Um, grew up in the Ann Arbor area my whole life. Uh, that's where my home congregation is, like seventh generation of my family to go through that congregation. Um after grade school, I went to MLS and graduated from MLS in 2013, I think, and uh, was, you know, also not a basketball player, but I, I was a wrestler and a football player and did all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, and it was really MLS that encouraged me initially to come to MLC the first time um, and my own self-apathy that ended up keeping me <laughs> from coming back to MLC until uh, about six years later. So last year was my first time back in yeah, six years, I think. So are you technically a sophomore, right? Yep, technically a sophomore this year. I didn't really do anything of substance besides work, you know, just menial jobs uh, in between my initial year and then my, my return, I guess. Yeah, so what is it that brought you back? Um, 
So I had a, a family member, my aunt that passed away, and uh, during her funeral, the uh, pastor asked if there was anybody that wanted to say anything uh, and had the opportunity to talk to my family. And a lot of my family isn't Christian. It's just like my immediate family that's Lutheran, and the rest of them are Catholic in name but not in practice. And so I had the opportunity to, you know, kind of say that, you know, my aunt was somebody that was like a Christian in practice and was was a regular Christian. And I said, it's not the end. I get to look forward to seeing her again. So when I did that, I got a lot of encouragement from family and friends and decided to shoot an email to MLC. And after a week later of uh, being accepted, I decided to tell my dad I was going back to college. <laughs> so that was a shock for both of us. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, very similar, um, kind of my decision to come back. So I taught for six years in inner city Milwaukee and then, um, decided to come back. And it was one of those things where like, I hadn't even thought about it. I wasn't, it wasn't even on my radar. And just like people from my family literally started not saying like, Hey, have you ever thought about, it was like, so when are you going to go? Why aren't you doing (laughs) this right now? (laughs) So you're clearly going to go do this. When are you going to do it? Go do it. I'm going, I'm not never doing that. Um, and I just planted the seed. Um, the Lord knew who to poke me with, I guess. And then, um, when COVID hit, it was, everything had changed. So it was the right time and the right place. Awesome. Uh, but you are a man with a wonderful beard. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, um, too. <laughs> you are also the perfect guy for our sponsor. So our sponsor is the Big Beard General Beard Oils and Supplements. Do you remember Nate Hensler? I do. Yeah, I Yeah, do. so he makes beard oils. No kidding. Yeah, he's it's a, a side hustle. Guy, huh? And he's a, he's a great dude, um, and he makes awesome beard oils. So my personal favorite is Deep in the Woods, so I'll give you that one. Ooh. Which one am I getting? Uh, you, you can <laughs> try any one that you like. So that's my favorite. That is an excellent scent. Uh, I'm going to put in some whiskey barrel because that one's really good too. Uh, there's also sandalwood and a couple others. He gave me like a pine one that he hasn't produced yet to, to sample out. It's really good. So Ooh, put a little drop. Really nice. Do you use that often? Oh, uh, yeah. Oil? I use beard oil and yeah. beard balm both. I can't. Ooh, that Ooh. smells really good. You just smell that. Doesn't that smell great? That, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That and that's my second really favorite one. <laughs> it smells really yeah. good. I use it twice a day when I wake up in the morning, right before I go to bed, especially this time of year. Not so much in the summer, but uh, especially this time of year. Um, nobody wants beard drift. So yeah, no kidding. There's, a, there's something sexy about a beard until you get up close, and there's just white flakes all over your shirt. <laughs> right? There's nothing sexy about that at all. So. Yeah, who would have thought yeah. you had to deal with dandruff in your beard? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So if you want to buy beard oils from uh, Brigham Beard General, you can go to sites.google.com forward slash bigger beard general um, or find him on facebook nate hensler's a friend of the show we'll have mine again soon um he's also a wells pastor he's a great dude a friend of mine um go ahead and support him it's good stuff uh so our topic today is social media um you guys come we were talking about this a little before the before the mic started rolling but uh you guys are kind of on opposite ends of how you deal with social <laughs> media and i kind of sit in the middle between you um but social media obviously is a can be a huge blessing um, and a huge opportunity and even a great way to do ministry and or even make money. There's plenty of people who do things like that professionally. Um, what a wonderful gift and opportunity, especially when COVID hit. Social media was like the number one way uh, that the word was being spread. Uh, but it also can be incredibly dangerous, obviously, and we've all seen how um, it, the various ways that it can be dangerous. So, uh, first of all, just kind of explain, um, how you do social media and why, if that, if that, uh, makes sense. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. 
So um, it's probably been about two years since I've been completely off of social media. Um, initially, like when I started coming back here, uh, like social media was still in my life at the time. But I found that like a lot of the people that I had been friends with growing up and, you know, throughout high school when social media was big for us, uh, weren't really in contact with me. You know, their lives weren't a part of my life anymore. And it got to the point where I was kind of obsessing over over this lack of friendship and this, I don't know, like the, the need to have the likes and that kind of stuff. And uh, I started paying attention to a lot of like documentaries and articles and stuff like that and different podcasts that were talking about the negative side of social media. And I realized that it was just one extra thing I could take out of my life that would help me focus more on what I was doing and why I came back to school here. Yeah. And Juan, you kind of sit on the opposite end. You like to use it to encourage, right? Yeah. Well, I, well, to start off, I, I used to talk to my family mostly, like, you know, I'm from a different country and sure. stuff. So I, we can't send letters back and forth that fast. It's easier with like text through Facebook mm -hmm. or Instagram. So in that regard, it's a little different, but I do use it to encourage. I have uh, uh, an Instagram page called Fresh Faith, which I use to spread the word of God and just spread the gospel. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Well, why don't you tell us a little about it? What do you, like you say, you use it to spread faith and spread the gospel. How do you do that? Yeah, well, it, first, it started off like I just like would make my own post. Like I'll create like a little like picture and like a little Bible verse. And it was mostly for like myself to like encourage myself to just stay close to the word of God and stuff. But then I, I shared it with my friends and I thought it was a great idea. And well, a lot more people started following. Um, and I just thought that maybe I could use this opportunity to influence people, influence like young people that are like really into social media now to just like get closer to the word of God and just read more about the Bible and about who God is. I do post and then I'm planning also doing like little, not sermon videos, but like just like little videos that talk about verses and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's actually yeah. how this started. I, um, We were doing a uh, summer band and we wanted a way to like keep the devotions up when the kids weren't with the band when they went home. Um, so we started making, I think it was called, it was something Aslan, Project Aslan or something like that because I really liked the idea of like how Aslan was just always showing up in the lives of the oh, kids yeah, from yeah, Narnia. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so then uh, and, and it was just, you know, like n nobody watched them or anything, but it kind of sparked that desire in me to be able to share yeah. You know, share the gospel and find a platform to do that. I said, I was listening to tons of podcasts, kind of like what yeah. you were talking about. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just try it? And here we are. Um, yeah. So I, uh, you, but we, you kind of talked about the pressures and, and craziness of social media. Um, and uh, frankly, it's, it's wildly addicting. Yeah. Um, so what is it about social media um, that can sometimes be dangerous for Christians? What do you think? I think like, from my own personal experience, like I've had a lot of friends that have Instagram accounts and, you know, like you and I grew up in the era where Facebook was really starting to, to kick off. And so like Facebook was the thing to have in high school and that's how everybody communicated. And, you know, you would check relationship statuses or <laughs> post pictures and stuff. I'll like be honest. That. I yeah. still do that sometimes. Yeah, I, think, I think in one day, my relationship status went from in a relationship to single to complicated, like all over the place with it. And my uncle texted me. He was like, what's going on in your life right now? And, uh, so like that was that was big and then all of a sudden instagram came out and that was that was the next big thing and I, and I see that trend as more and more applications and stuff like that come out um but the thing that really struck home for me was friends that i had that were involved with the church very involved with the church 
um, back in the like mid 2000 teens kind of era, like Instagram, you had your initial Instagram, your parents saw it, your grandparents saw it and everything. And then you had your Finstagram, you had your fake Instagram. And that was where you posted all the stuff that you didn't want your family to see. And it was under some faux name or something like that. And I remember like thinking, you know, these are people that are involved in the church and they're, they're trying to hide something. And I was too simple. I never posted that much stuff to begin with. I just more did it similar to what you were saying, Juan. I wanted to stay in contact with friends and family and uh, just to, to know that there was this whole kind of sub subcategory of, of social media that people were using to post the, the private parts of their lives that they didn't want their family to see. And that's kind of what started turning me off to the whole uh, Instagram and social media in general. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that, and that's from the those are the Christians being right, that yeah, way too, yeah. you know. And the like for me, the biggest struggle is uh, like the it's not the Christian stuff, and it's not my friends. No, it's the especially on Instagram, it's that search bar, you know. Yeah, you click on a search bar, and it's not necessarily like it's not necessarily that I'm looking even at anything sinful, although that certainly happens. Yeah. Um, but like you just start scrolling, and first it's like. Who's better, LeBron or Jordan? And you're like, this argument's stupid, and I know I'm right. And so you click on that one, and you start scrolling, and all of a sudden it's 25 minutes later. Um, and that was like that was one of the big things for me when I first started like reining it in. I was you know, like, your phone kicks back how much time you spent on on your apps oh, and social yeah. media and stuff. And I was saying, man, I wish I had more time to spend you know on studying. Man, I wish I had more time to spend on this or that or like why am I tired all the time? And you see like you spent more time on your social media that like. Then I could have had a part-time job, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're like and four hours time, in on, on yeah, a day on Instagram I, or something. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, it's just and that was a big thing for me was what could I have done with that time? And like looking back when I first started noticing that, and looking back at like the last month or two months and just being like, holy cow, what could I have done with all that time that I spent on social media? And that was even before I started thinking about the the idea of like a social media diet, you know, like what are you consuming? Um, one of my favorite uh, sayings is the dose makes the poison, right? Like mm. anything can be healthy in small doses. I mean, that's what medicine is, is poison. I mean, but in the right dose, it does just the right thing to your body so that you can restore yourself to health. Um, and uh, social media is definitely one of those things where, you know, the dose makes the poison. It's not all inherently bad. It's not wicked inherently or anything. It's definitely the dose that does the damage um and uh if you can finagle it so that your dose is a dose of good instead of a dose of bad that's wonderful um but a lot of us aren't even intentional about that what do you think one uh i don't know like based on all the things you guys have said we we well we grew up in like different eras like mm. different technological eras too like you guys are a lot older than me so mm. for you guys <laughs> it might be a lot different <laughs> uh but i think like you guys were saying, it's a dangerous game, but it can also be like a huge blessing for people as well. Mm -hmm. And just like anything else, like anything can be a blessing and anything can be a curse, just a matter of how you use it. And in my case, I like I feel like by setting an example as to how you should use it, you can influence other people that are not using it the right way to use it the right way. So that's mostly why I'm, I do what I do with with my account, because I know there's a lot of people even at MLC or, or the high school that I went to that do all those things, all mm -hmm. the bad, all the bad stuff. But just like if I'm able to help like at least one person, then I'm just happy with the result yeah. overall. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you've found, at least to an extent, found a way to kind of work around the temptations and things, right? 
Well, I mean, I still struggle with like the whole time management idea. Okay. Like, I have a, a time schedule in my phone where I only like work on certain stuff on social media, and then I don't look at it ever again um, during the day. But I like, yeah, it's still it's still like a constant temptation to just scroll down and mindless list, just be there, you know? Yeah. So how do you manage that? You said you have a time limit set. Yeah, and that, and like, I'm also a very busy person. Like, I'm in clubs and like. Uh, schoolwork, you know, studying to become a pastor is hard. So, yeah, yeah. I, yes, it is. and I think that my dad taught me that the the busier you are, the more stuff that you do, the harder it is for like the devil to tempt you to do stuff when you're alone. Because so when you're alone is when he hits you the hardest. Mm-hmm. So, Idle hands. Yeah. Idle hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I do like to keep myself busy and just hang out with my friends. Maybe just like go for a walk and stuff like that, rather than just stay on my phone and laying in my couch all yeah. whole afternoon. Well, it sounds like you're kind of leaning into it too, right? Like you've got yeah. this emphasis on you know networking and being able to share the gospel. It's not just mindless scrolling through social media for the sake of scrolling through social media. You know? That is true. Um. So, uh, do you ever find yourself just mindlessly scrolling through though? I. Every once in a while, I do. Yeah, maybe at night before I go to bed. I'm just like, and then I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? But I still keep <laughs> just doing it. So it's right. like, yeah. yeah. Do you have any tricks or anything to stop that? Uh, like, what do you do when you, when you, is it just a lost cause at that point? Do you just there, scroll until you go to sleep? Or? Well, if I'm about to go to bed, <laughs> then I just might as well just put my phone away in like right. a cabinet. I'm a lazy person sometimes before I go to bed. So I just like put it on like a cabinet where I can grab it. Yeah. And then just go back to bed. And then I know I'm not going to like stand up and just right. go pick it up. But uh, I feel like it varies from person to person, too. Like, we're all different. We all know our different strengths and struggles. So, uh, like I said, I if I'm finding myself alone in a situation where I'm going to be on my phone, I would much rather just spend time with a friend and, like, talk to them or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can think of... I don't know how many times, actually, I, I can't even think of all the times where I've been like sitting on the couch or laying in bed or whatever it is and literally just like throwing my phone across the room, <laughs> like knowing I'm too lazy yeah. to get up to go get it. And I'm tired of being like, there's something else I should be doing or I'm just tired of staring at a screen yeah. and you just chuck it and say, all right, Bye-bye. see you in a few hours. <laughs> it helps. It really helps. It does help. Yeah. It does help. Uh, the other thing that I've started to do lately, especially, um, can I, so I, uh, I've been pushing this uh, program on uh, it's an app called Brain Buddy, which is specifically designed to help uh, people come off of porn addictions. Um, but it's actually the things going on in your brain, um, which actually social media and pornography are very closely tied. Um, and that's I, obvious to anybody who's ever spent enough time on social media, just how fast that, that goes, yeah. whether it's not even necessarily explicit porn, pornographic content. Um, science shows that, Anything that arouses you works in your brain the same way. Uh, so it's that dopamine. And it doesn't even have to be sexual necessarily. It's those sensations um, that pour dopamine into your brain. It all works the same way. Uh, your brain can't necessarily tell the difference. So you're really doing the same thing. That's why it's so addictive to be on. I and mean, that's what Instagram is specifically and scientifically designed to cause the most, the greatest and most often dopamine uh, dumps into your brain as possible so that you get this dopamine overload and the only way to get more dopamine is to keep scrolling through your phone which is genius from a marketing perspective (laughs) like if you're the one who owns the company it's genius (laughs) it's not necessarily great as a consumer right Mm. um but i forgot where i was going with that now but um even if that's not oh the uh the brain buddy even if even if you're not necessarily struggling with you know like 
explicit internet porn, uh, an app, something like that, an app like that, or some sort of management or accountability tool like that, um, can still be useful because it teaches you, uh, literally teaches you to rewire your brain so that you're not using those like triggers to get the dopamine that you need. You're getting it from the outside world instead. Uh, But one of the big things that they push on the app is meditation. So like brain training and meditation of various kinds, so like affirmations and, and meditation. Um, and even just like intentionally thinking about something or not thinking about something for like two minutes and just like trying to fix your brain and do that so that you can concentrate so that when those moments come and you're like, I really need to get off my phone, you have, <clears throat> you have the strength to, to just turn off the phone yeah. and go do what you were supposed to be doing anyway. Um, and uh, I think that's an underutilized uh, kind of science right now. We don't see social media widely. We don't see social media as um, something that's dangerous, I think. Um, and so we don't treat it that way. Um, and actually, I think the way you treat it, you do treat it like it's dangerous, you know, because I mean, anything that's inherently dangerous can also be inherently good, Yeah. you know. Um, and I, I, I like that a lot. You kind of lean into it, I guess. Yeah, and like what you were saying too, you gotta realize that it takes time to like fix all those things. Like it's not gonna uh, happen yeah. just one day. Yeah, it takes like I think around twenty-two days to create a habit or something like that. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time. Yeah, and ninety work. days to make it permanent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What would it take for you to get back on social media, or would that ever happen? So I've I've thought about that a lot, um, especially like moving forward in the ministry. Um, cause I do see the value in ministry for sure. Uh, the idea of as a pastor, having an account or, you know, even working behind like a church account or something like that is appealing and has a lot of, uh, benefit. I mean, clearly it's a, a massive part of society today to be involved in social media. And if you can use that platform to spread God's word, then that's a very beneficial thing to be doing. Anything that's going to spread God's word and get it into, into more people's hands is, a hundred percent worth doing. Um, the question is whether or not like personally I'm doing it for that sake, or I'm just doing it to trigger that kind of that dopamine release. And, uh, so like, yeah, there are things that I definitely miss about social media. I mean, my, my brother has what five kids now or something like that. And I don't get to see all those pictures posted all the time or anything like that, but it's a simple text message away to, you know, say, Hey, I want to see my nieces and nephew. Um, but I guess it would really come down to a lot of, uh, a lot more self-control. And I know you said like you had that timer app on your, on your phone that says, you know, like you have, it, it just automatically turns the app off, um, which I have something similar on my phone too. Um, but it's so easy to sit there and be like, <laughs> oh, just, delete, delete, yeah, just delete that app and, uh, or, and, uh, and just keep going. And, uh, so yeah, I guess it's a matter of like personal dedication and personal discipline. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm also curious, like what social media is going to look like soon. Cause, um, you and I, Facebook, Instagram, and the, the generation that's in high school and stuff right now, it's just TikTok. Yeah. Like those are all the things that are massive for people right now and like truthfully like when tiktok initially came out during uh covid when everything when we were Which all sent home incredible timing yeah mm-hmm. yeah when you we think were all about sent that home, timing yeah yeah it was like over that easter break i downloaded it and sat down in the morning at like nine o'clock and six hours later i'm like i'm still scrolling on this thing <laughs> like i can't i can't stop looking at this so it's becoming more and more addictive and harder to put down and that's what really scares me 
Yeah, well, and that's the thing about TikTok is you're not even like tell you, you open that thing and it goes. Yeah. yeah, you know you're not like scrolling through and it's not a twenty minute you YouTube would. video right. or anything. Exactly, like that. it's thirty seconds and you're yeah. on to the next. Like thing. at least Instagram, you have to move your finger, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. TikTok is just going. Yeah, you know? make it a lot easier for you. Yeah, yeah, almost like Vine was. You know, and, oh, yeah, and obviously oh. Vine died fast. Yeah, lived a, a short, fast life and died. <laughs> um, but it was the same thing. You know, you get on and it's just a hit after a hit after a hit after a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like we said, that can also be utilized to do some absolutely incredible work and you have a captive audience then. Um, one of my favorite uh, things that I've ever, one of my buddies who's a pastor up in Calgary now um, was talking about how he, you know, he, like you said, he hadn't ever done Instagram, but now that he's a pastor, especially a pastor in a foreign country, he's saying, like, I need to have some sort of social media so I can connect to the people around me, right? Um, and so he downloaded Instagram, and every day he spends, like, 10 minutes trying to keep his feed clean, if that makes sense. So he intentionally, even if he doesn't want to see the post that he's clicking on, he's clicking on posts that he wants to see more of those posts. So, mm-hmm. like, that if you see sense. somebody posted a Bible, a Bible passage, he clicks on that and, like, scrolls through their profile, clicks on a bunch of their stuff. <laughs> so that, next time he opens up his phone, he's right. getting bombarded with those oh messages yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of getting bombarded with, you know, all yeah. the other stuff, you know. And so he's, like, intentionally controlling his social media diet in that way, which is a really creative way, yeah. I thought. Um, but, again, we have that captive audience where you have people that are stuck to the screen. Um, why, don't we, why don't we stick them to Jesus while we do that, right? Um, so I guess what the question is, what can we <clears> – <throat> how can your average everyday Christian, who even without like making a special page that just shares Jesus, how can the average everyday Christian start having an influence online, especially in regards to their faith? Um, I would say that just going back to Bible verses, like everything that you do, just do it for the glory of God. Like even my regular Instagram, I just put a bunch of like Bible stuff in there because mm-hmm. I know people are going to check it out at some point and they're going to be like, oh, what's that verse about? And they're going to like just find interested in it. Um, but yeah, like don't like I, f- I feel like you get, if you're if you're a Christian, and you have social media, you have to be like genuine about it. You can't just like, I don't know, pretend to be someone that you're not. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do in social media right now. They're just like pretending to be cooler or just to look a lot better just because they know that people are watching them. But like the more genuine you are, the, the I feel like the more that people are going to be willing to listen to you when you say stuff. So you're saying I should post those shirtless pics. So everybody oh, knows yeah. What I really look <laughs> Definitely. like. What do I really look like? <laughs> we want to see those pictures. <laughs> that might that get people me to read out. <laughs> Combing my chest hair with a, yeah. <laughs> with a Bible verse right here. That says John 3.16. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, just shave them in. Every every week yeah. is a different verse. And then people will know. You said that's going like to be on that. your Instagram. So, actually, <laughs> so make sure you follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that too, though. Um, and especially the idea, like, you think about... I'm, I'm going to pick on white girls, uh, but how many? How often do you see this white girl post a picture of herself in her ripped jeans, you know, in yeah. a backwards hat? Starbucks and then it's like, cup. Yeah, her Starbucks <laughs> cup. And then the uh, the caption is like, know your worth and double the price. Yeah. So, well, why don't you just slip in like, you know, a passage from Proverbs 31. Just be like, you know, I'm kind of feeling myself today because I'm a woman of God, you know, and uh, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Like, why don't you drop that in there instead? Or, you know, like you talking about the golden hour pictures, you know, and they're always like, oh, God, God created golden hour just for pictures. Well, why don't you talk about the beauty of creation instead? You know, like um, it's nobody's going to think you're 
well, if they do think you're preachy, it's their fault. You know, I get right. Who cares? Yeah. Um, in eternity, nobody's going to care. Uh, if, if they do care, it's going to be a good thing, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, why not, why not just drop that in there instead of whatever else? If, yeah. Like you said, if, if we really are doing everything for the glory of God, what a wonderful opportunity to remind myself of that and reflect on, you know, like, so I'm posting this. Why am I posting this? Why do I want people to see it? And, uh, you know, what am I trying to reflect here? And doing it intentionally. Not as like a check to not post things, yeah. but as a, a nice little like introspection of like, hey, what uh, what's Jesus talking to me about today? You know, I, I feel like it also comes to like the, the fear factor because, you know, you don't want to be like rejected by maybe your friends or your peers. And so, uh, like you were saying, the more likes you get, the more dopamine you yeah. get as well. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to like that for a Christian, uh, like you know that like the world hated Jesus, so they're going to hate the message of Jesus as well. So if you do it, just don't do it because you're going to become famous, but rather do it because you actually love and you're passionate about this kind of stuff, you know? Again, just be genuine about yeah, it's, that. It's, it's where you're getting your validation yeah. from. Are you getting it from the fact that people like your posts? And if you're going to post something like, like your Bible verse uh, on a picture or something like that, I can almost guarantee the amount of likes you're going to get is, is probably going to be yeah. lower than if you if you posted a more uh, shirtless pick. Yeah, a shirtless pick or something like that. You know, I don't know how many likes I'd get for that. <laughs> we should test that out. Sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think uh, it, you're going to see a less responsive audience to that kind of stuff, and that's going to cause you to go away from that because you want to have that that extra, you know, 50 likes or something like that. See, I'm going to push back against that. Are we going to get less love, especially in our circles where we're surrounded by people who love Jesus? Are we, I mean, there is the danger of the danger, right. Of being considered preachy or something. Right. Um, but I don't know. Is it, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just, but, well, I guess like it, like there's no real way to tell. I mean, like unless you sat yeah, down I and suppose. actually like did an actual test of it on on Instagram or something like that. But um, within our circle, sure, maybe. But um, if you if you have people outside of your normal circle, which hopefully you know, if you want to, to spread the gospel and you want people outside of the the Christian circle to be see that you are a Christian and that here's here's what I'm trying to say about my faith. Um, are those people going to be as responsive are they gonna say here's a picture of him having a good time looking shirtless on the beach in milwaukee you know this is a great picture (laughs) i like that um but here's a picture of him standing in front of the church talking about jesus are they gonna like both pictures the same way i don't know now i'll I'll, um follow that with uh, i've also like done my research with that too uh, I've noticed that every time like I post something like maybe on my personal account, maybe something about my friend just like doing something dumb or something that I think is funny, I get like around 500, 600 views. And then when I post something about Jesus, is like oh, 100, maybe 200 really? views max. Yeah. So the fact that people kind of do reject that idea, it, it happens. It, yeah, it okay. is. And I feel like it's kind of it's beautiful and, and comforting to me because the Bible says that that's exactly what's going to happen. So like if it's gonna happen, then you know that it's 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 true. So yeah. kind of validates the Bible in that way. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So do you? How much do you? How much do you care? How many views you get? I don't really care, but I ever since I started my fresh faith account, I kind of like starting to notice like what things people like and what things they didn't like. Mm-hmm. But uh, I started not caring caring about that kind of stuff anymore because the only person I have to impress is well 
impresses God right. and, and Jesus. And like, I've lost a lot of like people. I don't talk to them anymore because of that. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop preaching the message of the gospel or anything. Yeah. I know that I'm doing the right thing and I know I'm passionate about it. So yeah, like it's just a matter of being genuine about the things that you do. And you were saying about the, the danger of doing it in our group, like in our group of friends where everyone's like Christian and they believe in God. There's also the danger of like people thinking that you are like, uh, that you're thinking too highly of yourself, maybe kind of like a Pharisee type behavior, yeah. you know? And I've noticed that too. Like when, when I walk down the hallway, people are like, oh, oh, okay. But yeah. uh, it happens. I mean, there's stuff like that that happens, but then you just got to realize that social media is just a tool. It's not mm -hmm. really who you are or it's not really like the message in and it of itself. It's just like a tool that you use to spread the word. And the way that you actually like teach everybody else is by the things that you do, by the things that you do <laughs> and how you act. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you say that. And um, as soon as you said that, I was thinking about um, an interaction I had once. There's a young lady who uh, was listening to the podcast and reached out to me um, because she had been listening to the podcast um, and basically said, like, hey, I love what you're about. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? And from there, we went on a couple of dates, right? And after a couple of dates, she straight up said to me, like, I like podcast Charlie way more than I like real life Charlie and then accused me of being a hypocrite. Really? And my response was basically like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely, you're gosh darn right. You know, yeah. um, this, like, this is what the whole point of the podcast and the whole point of the ministry this doing this online ministry is so that people behave more closely to what, you know, the father has mandated for right. us. Um, but then also so that I might grow so that I, like, I'm painting a picture of what I ought to be and I'm going to fall drastically short of it all the time. But you can bet um, it's better than the man I would have been if I had never taken the journey, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, man, did that hurt. Man, did that hurt. And I was so upset. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't, she probably wasn't wrong. Um, it was just an interesting thing that, um, I, I, I haven't experienced anything s like that since, um, not quite like that at least. Um, but it was just such a, yeah, such an interesting thing where, um, she probably was right. Um, uh, but it also wasn't fair at all. <laughs> you know, uh, it wasn't not a fair assessment of the situation, um, uh, but she probably was right too. Um, I wonder if there's a value also maybe in kind of like you said, painting this picture of a life that I don't actually live. Like I'm putting all these cool pictures up, uh, but it's not what my daily life actually looks like. So right, I'm trying yeah. to make it look like almost look like a, than... almost like a Christian Finstagram. Like here's right. my, here's my Christian Instagram, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that, that's, that's one of the things that I, I feel I, I wanted to go back to you talking about the girl with the Starbucks cup sitting there, you know, posting a Bible verse under that. Well, yeah, that's all fine and good if you've got that picture up there. But if your next three pictures are inappropriate pictures or, you know, misleading pictures, then what do you look like? Are you really showing that that by your outward actions that you're a Christian based off of the rest of the content on your social media account? And, and you know, like you said with that individual, are you coming across as hypocritical? Because in one breath you can say, yes, I, I love Jesus and, and uh, you know, I'm happy that I'm going to heaven. And in the next breath you're saying or doing something that you know you shouldn't. And people are going to call you on that when you're a public voice or a public, you know, presence. Yeah. I, uh, for a while I was posting every day, just like in my story, I was posting my prayers. So like, I would write down in my notebook who I was praying for and what I was praying about. Um, and then I would just snap a pic of it and put it up there and just say, like I said, my prayers today. Um, and then that developed into, I would do that. And I would post what I, what the Bible reading was for the day. Well, what I read 
that day. And then there are a few days where I didn't say my prayers and I didn't read my Bible, but I still <laughs> wrote everything out and posted it. Oh. And I realized real quick, like, oh, man, I don't like what this is doing to yeah. me. So I actually stepped back from doing that and stopped doing that. Um, and I still, I'll still text people every once in a while. Just be like, hey, man, thinking about you. I pray about you every day. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I email people. If it's, I won't, I don't say this in every email, but if it's somebody I legitimately am praying for every day, I'll just say it, you know, like I, in my, um, I think they might think it's a little weird, but every once in a while, when I have to email a professor, I'll just be like, Hey, you're my prayer. I thank God for you every day. And it's the truth. I legitimately pray. Sometimes I pray that my quiz goes a little bit better, (laughs) but I also pray, you know, like guide his words, guide his actions, you know, make him a a great teacher who's after your heart. Um, and, uh, just like making putting that out there making it clear i think like i said social media can be great for that but it wasn't good for my pride either uh to do that um i don't know what do you think yeah uh you have to be careful with like how you deal with social media um like you were saying you you tend to like sometimes look better than what you actually are and you also got to realize that you're sinful so you're gonna like just fail a lot of times you're not gonna like fulfill everything correctly yeah. so um, I fail a lot of times. Sometimes I, I plan on like posting every single day for my account, but I fail a lot of times at that too. Um, but again, it's just a matter of realizing that you're sinful. You're not going to make it perfect. You're not perfect. You're not supposed to be perfect. So, yeah. 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 What uh, if you were going to jump back onto social media tomorrow? What would your, uh, what do you think your platform would be? Well, I guess right now, if I were to want to do anything, um, I would want to make an Instagram account that showed like the nitty gritty of pastor training. So that way people that kids that are considering being a minister can see the less glamorous, the stuff that the, uh, uh, what do they call the people that show kids around uh, at oh, school? Oh, the admissions the, counselors, the, admission, yeah. the ones that they don't show them. Like the, <laughs> the, it's 3 a.m. and I'm sitting here looking at the same Greek sentence <laughs> or, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that they, they can Sit do Sit on the can, Quizlet yeah. app going, yeah. oh, I still don't yeah. know this. How yeah. do I not know this? Sure wrote these out by hand. <laughs> you know, but uh, because I think that's important. It's very important for people to realize that uh, pursuing the ministry is a serious business and like it's a daily struggle it's a daily uh grind you know you're constantly second guessing yourself you're constantly saying like i don't have his gift what i don't heck have what am i doing yeah, here i don't have his <laughs> gift that, you look yeah. you look at uh, the professors and you say i'm i'm not a frederick i'm not as smart as frederick i can tell you cuz he just pulled something out of that latin verse that i didn't even translate the right way so I guess I would want to show kids that it's it's okay to struggle and it's okay to to want to pursue the ministry, but realize that it, it comes with a, a great toll and a great task on top of it. Yeah, how do you think you would do that? <laughs> that's an interesting. That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, like maybe just to kind of show like a story of me sitting there, you know, like like doing uh, a Greek assignment or something like that, and like here's two hours later, and I'm still only halfway done with this thing. And here's me still studying. Here's, yeah, here's me studying for the quiz that I know is coming tomorrow. Here's me up at 6 a.m. reviewing for that quiz tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And here's my 77 on that quiz the next day. You know, like a very real, like, it's okay yep. to to not do well every single time. Some people have that gift. Some yeah. people have that ability to be yep. doing well academically. But the ministry takes all kinds. And it's better to be real with people and for them to realize that it does take all the kinds of people to uh, serve. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree too. Uh, um, when I was thinking about becoming a pastor, I also thought it was really hard, like the languages part. I always thought, well, I'm gonna have to learn Greek and I'm gonna have to learn Hebrew too. That sounds tough, but uh, you gotta also realize that Hebrew and Greek is not what makes a pastor overall. Like, mm -hmm. just you know, the message of the gospel is ultimately what gives you all that power and all this stuff. So it's just yeah. like one other tool that you can use to help that, but you don't necessarily need it that much. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Who do you like to follow on social media? What's your ma your major social media is Instagram, right? Uh, yeah. For yeah. the most part. Pretty Who much. do you like to follow? Um, well, I follow my friends. I follow my pastors. Uh, my I have a pastor, Pastor Fernick, which is I think from New York, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody double check that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, sports, uh, basketball, football. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So to keep it simple. When you kind of arrive at a new follow, right, where you're where you're following somebody, yeah. how do you determine whether you're going to follow somebody or not? Well, first of all, if I get like a follow request on my personal account, I usually like I'm hesitant if I don't know the person. I don't like following people that I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then people I've never talked to is like, well, why are you adding me if you never talked before? But if I know that they probably go to the college and they've seen me or we like, yeah. shared a couple of words, then I'll probably follow them back. Um, if they're from MLC, then I know they're pretty good, like Christians overall, you know? Mm. Um, but I, besides that, I don't ever get like any other requests like that. And if I follow somebody, it's mostly just whether I want to be friends with them or stuff like that. But I know them yeah. already personally. Okay. So you don't really I, follow anybody that's just kind of out there? No, not really. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I, yeah. I just feel like that's weird in general. Yeah. But I do have like a bunch of friends, like. Well, like going back to the whole idea of like why social media is important to me, like I have friends that are from Spain, uh, India, and then France and like Colombia. So like my the, my way of communicating with them is like through social media because otherwise mm -hmm. I won't be able to like talk to them at all. And I think keeping those relationships alive can is it's a really good thing for ministry too because yeah. I get to learn from them, their culture, their language, everything that they do, and that kind of influences me as well. Yeah. Do you do most of your uh, social media stuff in English or in Spanish? I right now i'm doing it most in english just because the people that i'm surrounded with uh speak english the most and most of the people that i went to high school with also speak english they speak both english and spanish but if they speak english and people here speak right, english yeah. and i just might as well just do english. yeah it hits both audiences yeah okay i'm kidding. this is a little off topic but how so you said you're uh, you have a spanish emphasis yeah so how intense is that as a native spanish speaker how like what does that look like how well, it's it's hard because like it's is it, a whole is different it like, language. Is it is it like are you at this point taking like the equivalent of like a college level English class oh, yeah. for okay yeah like I'm I'm pretty well I'm not like the greatest at English I wouldn't say that but I I think I can understand I can defend myself pretty well in every situation yeah uh, but yeah like Spanish is like my first language and then I learned English back when I was twelve and then ever since I just started practicing a lot more. But I still make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's oh. interesting. So, are you studying Spanish still? I tested out of Spanish right now. I'm planning on I'm studying French on my own because I want to start a mission on, on Paris at some point. Okay, that'd be dope. Yeah, Preston not Schrader an really easy place in. to start a no, church. I know, no, no, not at all. But um, I, we don't have anything there yet. And so. Professor Russell was talking about there's a, they're looking at starting one in London too. Cool. Yeah. Also, not an easy no. place to start a church. They are not very Christian friendly. Europe is like that side of Europe is like very yeah. like. Yeah. 
hard to get. Yeah, which just makes me want to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? It, it makes me. Um, uh, I, I said I did my <laughs> did my ministry and uh, so far all in like, inner cities, and uh, they're receptive to the service that you provide, not so often receptive to the message that you have to share. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like we were saying earlier. You know, uh, Jesus said, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely sell kinds of evil against you because of me. Yeah. Rejoice and be glad. Or your reward. Or, oh boy, now I forgot. <laughs> because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way the persecuted prophets were before you. And I, I, but, think, I think that's another thing with, like, social media, is the message that we as confessional Lutherans have to spread is not a popular message um, for a lot of people. And so, uh, like, there are very popular Christian influencers on Instagram and, and that kind of stuff that you can follow yeah. whose messages can be described as kind of like Sunday golf messages where here's a feel-good <laughs> story. Um, but our message is one that is very biblically accurate and offensive for lack of a better yeah, word is, it is. is flat yeah. out offensive to, to well, the modern it's offensive. world yeah it's offensive to like uh contemporary chris american christianity yeah is so very evangelical yeah so very i don't even i don't even know the word yeah. evangelical to the max um where you have this idea of being good means good things happen to you yeah you know yeah. or you know the the opposite of like it doesn't even matter you know just like be it, you know whatever yeah. and call yourself a christian yeah, you're exactly good. jesus is love all the time no matter <laughs> and, what and know. for people like that our message is incredibly offensive yeah and because I, our message is actively telling them they are they stand yeah. condemned you're sin you're a sinner you know like yeah. we're all sinners but uh but you're actively living in sin without you know expressing that you know that and uh, yeah you know how long are we going to be able to spread a message like that on a public platform you know if it becomes so offensive to the point that people start reporting you for your message you're you're going to get you know blocked or you're going to get taken off the platform and so it's a fine line you have to you have to walk between um i'm spreading the message but i'm trying to stay within these guidelines so i can still spread the message and yet like i don't feel true to the message that i'm supposed to be spreading yeah what do you? That brings us kind of to a new point here: is this idea of interactions on social media, um, and uh, say especially on. We haven't really talked about Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. Mm. Um, I had a Twitter for like two days, and then I'm sure. Actually, I probably still do have a Twitter. I just don't go on <laughs> yeah, it ever. And delete it. Yeah. Yep. I never deleted it because I don't even know how to log in. <laughs> but uh, um, the I suppose it's probably pretty simple. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, um, it's, Twitter I think is the the worst. YouTube comments can get pretty brutal too, oh. or just darn right nasty. Um, and uh, I've I think I've deleted more comments than I have in total, <laughs> and I only have like fifty subscribers. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so interactions on social media can be brutal and yeah. awful. Um, I guess first off, why is that? Why is it so easy to be awful to each other on social media? Um. Go ahead. Why don't uh, you? Yeah. Give me well, quick look. I was gonna say it's a lot easier when you don't see them face to face. Yeah, that's where I was gonna go yeah. with it. Yeah, I, I you're, in your you're protected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you don't have them right in front of you, you can just say whatever you want. It's like speaking behind somebody's back. There's like, no consequences. Yeah, there's no, no consequences. The only bad thing that happens is like, like you said, you delete the comment and that's it, but nothing else happens. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like that's why people do it. There's there's no common courtesy. The common courtesy exactly. of a conversation with a person is I want to make and you can you can tell by looking at the person like what I'm saying is not agreeing with you because your face is telling me it's not agreeing <laughs> with you right now. Right. And you don't have to worry about that when you're behind a screen. And I think you don't have to get worried about being punched in the face behind the screen. Either. Right. I didn't want to go that far with it. I wasn't sure <laughs> well, if we were allowed but, to. But yeah, but that's, that's the end what, of the day. When yeah. somebody's face starts turning red, when they're yeah. Yeah. starting to get agitated. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's a threat of violence. Right. Exactly. Um, yes. And yeah. the reason we I mean, on a face level, the reason we behave, the reason we've evolved. We yeah. yeah. But yeah. the reason God made us to behave that way is that those are warning signs that we pick up on like hey you're making me upset you know it's something yeah there's a now there's a threat of violence right um and and that's a major part of it and there is no threat often no immediate actual threat of violence on social media and Mm -hmm. even when people type stuff like i'm gonna hunt you down and you know tear your whatever (laughs) off and you know all that exactly i mean then you read the comment you're like really yeah, you know, exactly. like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're going to do that. that you're you're going to come across six boy. states to come find me, you 12-year-old boy, yeah, and you're exactly. going to kill me. Okay. Yeah. Right? I'll um, buy the bus ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on. Um, and, well, and I said the word accountability, and I wasn't really thinking about this when I said accountability, but we, all, we as Christians, are ultimately accountable. Yeah. I mean, forget about, you know, whether mom and dad see it or whether my pastor sees it or my congregation or whatever. We have someone that we are ultimately accountable to. That's why we behave the way that we yeah. do. That's why yeah. we follow the law, um, the capital L law and the lowercase yeah. L law. Um, but the... Those who live and walk in darkness don't, and and in their mind, like in the world's mind, there is this accountability, like to the collective, you know, or like to, and, and I think a lot of times, um, I mean, that is what what really is going on in America is this collectivism, right? And that's where you see this crazy liberalism coming yeah. from is this idea that we can do whatever it takes for the good of everyone, like we can do terrible awful things if it's good for everybody everybody as a whole right um and as christians uh we have a deity a being to whom we are ultimately uh, ultimately accountable Uh, and i think that is kind of what guides our behavior um so how do we interact then with a group of people that don't have any accountability do we just avoid it and ignore it do we engage in it? How do we deal with it? Go ahead. I feel like um, it's just always going to be there. Um, and it's it's the private thoughts of the individual, if you were face-to-face with them and having the same conversation, just made manifest in, in type. And that's that's the difference is that behind the screen you can say it, but when you're face-to-face – if you said the exact same message, those people are going to be hostile to that message. And they're just going to think like, you know, you know, I, I don't like what he's saying and that kind of stuff. But the reality is, is that they're not going to say that face to face to you because the indicators that say, I'm angry, please stop saying this to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you have to be ready to put yourself out there and be ready for the hate. And you can take the risk of leaving the comments open for anybody to say anything that you want or you can close them off and show that you're not willing to have a productive discussion and so it's where do you want to and how do you want your your uh social media and your platform to be viewed and used yeah 
Well, and I think as a Christian, too, making sure that you're not the one acting like a lunatic. You right, know? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, would this be, I mean, it's an easy guy. That's what my mom always says is, would, would this be acceptable behavior in public, you know? Uh, if you wouldn't if you wouldn't treat your friends this way, why would you treat you know somebody on social media yeah. this way? Um, but then again, even uh, you know, does this reflect? How does this reflect upon my Savior? How does this, refl- this reflect upon the faith that I have boldly professed, and that's why I'm here? Yeah, and, um, it's, and it's frustrating when people in the comments like attack your faith, even if you're not like the one that posts anything. But to see people attack the Christian faith in general. And your immediate response is like, I have a loaded shotgun of Bible verses I'm about to throw at you right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I hope you're ready for this. And then you just stop and realize, like, I can either do this and try to be productive and they're going to brush it off, or I can just ignore it. And that's what are you going to do about that? With uh, what you were saying before, you got to be ready, like what Peter said, you got to be ready to give an answer for your faith, but you also got to be respectful and gentle with how you Mm -hmm. say stuff. Uh, And also, like, understand that. Your job is not to convert people. Like, that's not mm-hmm. what God made you to do. Like, your job is simply just to spread the gospel, to tell them about the message. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's just going to change their hearts or not. So that, to me, like, brings me a lot of comfort because even if I'm not hating as many people with my posts and stuff like that, in my case, I know that at least one or two are being influenced by it. So it's not that I have to convert them, but rather I just have to tell them about the word. Sure. I think sometimes we forget that Jesus doesn't need us to defend yeah. him too. Yeah, he's a he can handle himself. Yeah, <laughs> he can handle himself pretty well. Probably nothing, he, something he's not heard before. Or something yeah. Like that, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we get caught in that trap of, like, tr- instead of um, witnessing, like what Jesus has done for me, and what I truly believe, we get in this mode of defending Jesus mm-hmm. and defending Jesus' integrity and defending Jesus' honor, and we forget that Jesus didn't even bother. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, is like, it's not even worth it. You know, like I am who I am. And if you don't want to believe I am who I am, like the evidence is here. If you don't want to believe that I am who I am, there's nothing, there's nothing for me to say. Um, and we forget to let Jesus speak for himself sometimes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So what, uh, what, if you had like a young person, a little brother or sister or somebody, or niece or nephew or somebody who was getting onto social media right now, what would your guidelines be for them? Or what would your encouragement be as they kind of launch into the world of social media? That's an interesting one. Because I do have, um, my my brother and sister are both significantly older than me by like 10 and 12 years. And so they both have kids that are, uh, like my sister's got kids that are approaching high school or in high school. And my brother the same. He's got like a newborn all the way up to kids in high school. So... Um, and since I've been off social media, I haven't tried to find them or anything like right, that. And I have yeah. no idea what they're, what they're out there doing. And I imagine they are doing something on social media if the, all their friends are. And it's a discussion that I probably should have had with them a long time ago and probably will end up having now after thinking about <laughs> it. But just to, to remind them that like, this is permanent. Like, even if you delete the post, somebody out there might have it saved or there's a way to find it. No doubt about that it can affect your long-term career interests um and then to to be an example that uh that your family raised you to be different than what this world wants you to be and to show that you know even if even if you're not blatantly christian if that's the right way to say that blatantly christian in your stuff but to show that you're not a part of this 
normalization of these horrible things happening in the world and that you do have still some moral fiber to you yeah i really like that um what you said about being careful with the things that you post Mm -hmm. Uh, one of my old high school teachers said it this way he said if you're gonna do something stupid first of all don't do it but if you end up doing it don't post it exactly because like you said it's permanent there yeah it's really good advice what about um like conduct or even like what you follow and what you view what would your advice be the people that you think are worth following probably aren't the people that are super popular get there because the world appreciates non-christian morals and is becoming more and more non-christian in a lot of its values and so um like you think of the the big name the big name influencers now like the what's her name charlie something or other like that charlie D'Amelio. that's the one yeah you know exactly what it is <laughs> <laughs> or you know like logan paul or those yeah. kind of people like those people are on the surface from what we can judge based on their actions not good people not worth replicating their actions well um, even like flashback to like the damn bilzerians and some of yeah, those people too yeah literally famous for being as immoral as possible exactly yeah he's even said like that guy's even said like i would not encourage young men to follow my lifestyle because it's not a lifestyle that's worth following and yet he's super successful and people think that they can become that ex- successful and it trickles down to the rest of your life how you view other people how you view relationships how you view money how you view status and that's going to warp everything that that you do in your life you know who you keep near you and who you hang around and who you view determines who you become yeah that's yeah. true that just like true. a diet what yep. you take in is what your results going to be if you eat garbage you're going to look like garbage yep. if you consume trash on social media all the desires of your heart and your mind are going to be trash and then try to follow people that you know like if you don't know the person, maybe yeah. if you, they're not famous at all, sure. What what's the need of following them mm-hmm. in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then even just being like watching out for you were talking about like the blatant sinners. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Like when you start getting into following like the uh, oh who's the uh, that mega- Stephen Furtick. Oh yeah. oh yeah. He puts a lot of stuff out there where it sounds good. Yeah. And you start like looking at the passage that he's supposedly working from, and you go, wait, hold on. Yeah. yeah. You know, or he like he starts getting in when you really listen to what they're saying, what they're telling you is not the truth. Uh, so being careful about some of those. Or like Olstein and yeah. uh, that yeah. other pastor at the, um, oh, I forget what his name, the the mega Christian band that started their own. Oh, their own uh, uh, Hillsong? Yeah, Hillsong had their pastor just get kicked out for cheating on his wife. Yeah, or well, I mean, uh, I mean the whole Ravi Zacharias thing. Yeah, yeah. At least that was not on social media. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, like I, I honestly, the you, you – I mean, that's even scarier, is you'd be hard-pressed to find something that Ravi Zacharias said and was out there for the world that was incorrect or that was sinful or wrong. And even then, you still have to take it all with a grain of salt now, you know? That's why you got to, like, really test the people, like, test the spirits that you're, like, Mm -hmm. getting into your life. Like, you cannot just, like, believe anything that people tell you. Yeah. You always have to have, like, that critical mindset of, is this actually true? And it's not, like, about, I don't believe you. It's just, I really want to know whether it's true or not. And that's what you got to do with, like, everything. Like, yeah. And it's a good warning for us as future pastors. That I mean, like, a, a whole career of good work 
can be destroyed with one mistake that's made public yeah. and with anything but it's so much easier now with social media i mean you can be a 30-year pastor that's helped your congregation or congregations in so many ways and been a blessing and then one bad post one mistake you everything you say or did is now taken mm-hmm. with a grain of salt because you're in the public eye right exactly yeah yeah there was something i was thinking about while you're saying that i don't remember what it was now but uh yeah well oh, even just like with that in mind then also if you are going to start you know branching and there's nothing certainly wrong with branching out and following some people oh, yeah. that you don't know um, but then diversifying it, you know, not locking into one person and being like, this is the man I follow. You know, that very quickly becomes, uh, I think it's uh, Paul wrote, you know, like, I follow Peter, I follow Apollos. I, no, <laughs> we all follow Jesus. Um, and so being very careful not to fall into that trap. So if you are going to follow some of these big time Christian names, follow a bunch of them um, and take it all with a grain of salt, including the people from our circles. Yeah. Follow a bunch of them and Take it all with a grain of salt so that you're not stuck following, you know, one person and getting entrenched in this, you know, one way of thinking. Yeah. Um, I uh, just to plug a couple of them, like Time of Grace has really stepped up their uh, um, social media stuff. Um, there's a like Pastor Sharp or uh, Professor Sharp has put a whole bunch, has been doing a whole bunch of devotions as well as a bunch of pastors around the synod for Time of Grace. And obviously Pastor Novotny's yeah. just a killer. He's awesome. Um, but they've really stepped up and done some cool stuff. Um, and there's a few other ones around too, that are just doing good things on social media. Yep. They keep it genuine. I I think like COVID has really exposed how, how fertile a field that is for, for us as future pastors. And it's almost to the point like where I wish that MLC or the seminary would do something about teaching good habits and ways to do stuff like this in a healthy way that is a valid uh, mission field. And so, you know, it's something our generation gets to experiment with now and hopefully put into stone someday. Yeah, yeah I like that. That's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. I think it's our chance to do that. Very cool. And that just about wraps up our time. Uh, so <laughs> I would say plug your social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someday when you got you social can, media, you can, you can write can me at Martin yeah. Luther College. <laughs> <laughs> write him a letter. I will respond. <laughs> um, go ahead, plug your social media, though. Um. Yeah, so my like my fresh account or anything you want where can people find you my personal account is uh juanda escobara which is j-u-a-n-d-a-e-s-c-o-b-a-r-a and then my fresh faith account is underscore fresh faith underscore awesome um and you can find me at on instagram at gird up Nope. Yeah. Gird up <laughs> underscore like underscore a underscore man. Big fan of the underscores. Yep. Um, and then uh, social media or Facebook, you can find us at, oh boy, I'm killing this. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, just type in Gird up. Um, there's a Gird up community there as well that you can join. Not a ton going on in Gird up community, but the more people involved, uh, the easier it is to have those conversations. Um, and uh, of course, you can watch us on YouTube if you're listening. Uh, remember, you can always watch them on YouTube. Find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, all those good places. Um, and we officially ordered shirts. So the shirts are on the way. So stay nice. tuned for uh, for some Gird Up gear coming at you. Anything else you guys want to say before you go? No. Awesome. Thank Thanks, Thanks for being on. Glad Thanks to have you. Much. Go be the man that God created you to be.
Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.